Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm Arnettle Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to do something different, and that is to have open forums. So if you would like to call in with any type of a question, often at, at the end of a class I teach, like psychic development or um, tarot or one of these things, I get to a, um, a place where everybody wants to ask questions. And it could be on all kinds of topics, and sometimes we're there for extended periods of time if I were to answer them all. So I thought this would be a good opportunity because I know Neville has that too. So yeah. be thinking of your questions. It can be on any of the topics that we teach, and you can find out about all those topics on either maryfeelin.com or telepathictv.com, and soon nevillejohnston.com or rnevillejohnston. Yeah. But real quickly before we get going, I would like to mention that we now have many, not, not all of them by any means, but quite a few of Neville's paintings up where you can buy prints now or even buy greeting cards with his pictures on it. So if you go to telepathictv.com, I've put a link right on the main page. There's also a link to there under your, uh, your sessions page and about Neville page. Oh, so go you. have a look at what's available. Uh, I, I highly encourage it because this is a way for everyone to have it, and uh, mm -hmm. there's more things coming, which I'll announce in the future. Yeah, the showing the paintings on the show has augured quite a few people saying that they'd like prints. So, yeah, we, where can we get your a hold wish of this? is my command, and I we well, at least in that context. But anyway, so any topic tonight, and mm -hmm. we had originally talked about uh, doing the subject of resistance, and so there was just too much resistance. There was a that. lot of resistance to that, so we Who decided on open open forum. Well, but there are a few things I would say on that subject before we move past it. Go ahead. Well, we've said for many years, there are a lot of things we've said on this show for literally 13, 15 years and that have been incorporated into the subconscious, unconscious mind of humanity now as a, a standard. Uh, but one of them was what you resist persists, and that's just the way it is. Whatever you resist is going to persist. And, and I take this um, with traffic, for instance. If I'm out there in traffic and it starts getting really intense and it's slowing me down and I'm in a hurry, I automatically know that I'm resisting something and I take a deep breath. And it works all the time. I, I always wake up and whenever there's traffic, I, I wake up, oh, I'm in a hurry, let me take a deep breath. Yeah. And, and traffic clears up. And that's attachment to outcome every time. Mm -hmm. I went to find something the other day. I went to two stores, and both of them were out of stock on it. And I texted you saying, two for two, attachment to outcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, that is, uh, once you start to monitor your behavior for the concept of being attached to the way things go, now, we're not going to say control freak, because we'll let you come to that conclusion. The idea is that as long as you have to have it go a certain way, um, the quote is, uh, Nemesis plays havoc with resistance. Uh, a quote from uh, Opalescent Nine, by the way. But that's just to, it's very important for people to own uh, quotes, to remember where you read it, and to, uh, just for your own knowing, just for your own being. Because we, as a group, are just a trifle unconscious now and again. So over the years, we've come up with uh, many things, as Mary was saying. Um, that have gone into the mass psyche. Uh, we uh, started the idea of oppositional personality disorder. We did not 
Yes, we did. No, okay. You know, and now that's it's in now. the medical books. Yeah. But yeah. Originally, it was not, and yeah. we. Now we have uh, just recently come up with yet another medical condition that will eventually <clears throat> be in the medical books, and I, I have this myself. Really, what is it? Oh, it's called cynical depression. <laughs> That's so, where you get kind of like, um, what is that bear that was with Lippy? Oh, Lippy, we're all going to die. He's yeah. very cynical about things. Everything. He's very tired and depressed. Yeah, it goes with it. So watch for cynicism and watch in your own camp first. When you are cynical, you are, you, you're leaving the building. You're not Elvis, I know, but you're leaving the building. You, you don't want to be here. Cynicism is for those that uh, have given up on, um, well, everyone and everything, and you are therefore depressed. You can't now, sarcasm, <laughs> what is it, well, sarcasm personality disorder, SPD? Yes, there we go. No, let's stick with the cynical depression. Cynical depression. Because yeah. I think that's funny. And, and another one is, Tripolar, and it's T R Y polar. Yeah. It's for the people that are very, and I don't like the word lazy, but I'm just going to use it in this context because it's funny. They're too lazy to actually get real manic, and they're too manic to become depressed. But they're 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 yeah. tripolar. It's yeah, like they're, they're just trying to be that. Flopping around like you know. a fish on the deck. Yeah. Yeah. And and these are meant to be funny because they are funny and it's not making fun of any condition. As a matter of fact, I would take whatever that reference is. Do you guys know what that reference is? Psychiatric book that has all the labels that we put on people. <laughs> I would willingly and gratefully and gladly just burn that thing. I know it seems like we are making diagnoses and being able to help people, but what we're doing is putting people into a category that then they start believing in and they can never get out. The fact is, is every medical psychiatric condition in these books, we all go through like a kaleidoscope throughout yes, our normal. lives at different yeah. places. And it just so <coughs> happens when you're sitting in front of the doctor in that particular moment, what the snapshot is, and it freezes you in that. What if you have clinical depression or cynical depression, which I laughed so hard over that one for a while. Uh, what if you actually had it? And someone said, no, we no longer are going to name this. Yeah. And that you're not sentenced to whatever the prognosis is on this. Well, as you or any disease, for that matter. Yeah, as you say, it's like one of those uh, early animation things where the different, uh, where it projects on the wall with the spinning thing. It, it's wherever you're at. But we can say this without a question. The moment you find yourself being cynical, that moment, the moment you are cynical, you are depressed. It's a very easy piece of math. It really is. Think about it. No, don't, don't. I don't want to get you upset. In fact, <laughs> I was at a convention one time, and uh, you know, you, you get uh, somebody that works with you in these things. You see him for a few days, and this guy comes up to me and says, oh, you really made me think. I went, oh, gee, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Good Lord. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to anyone. No one at all. So the idea of um, becoming aware, and that's why we're doing open forum tonight. Please call in with any dream, any question, any, uh, anything you would uh, care to have an answer to. Uh, wow, that was. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Randy. Randy, what can we do for you? 
um, have a question about interpreting um, uh, results from meditation. Uh huh. Um, like interpreting messages you get and things okay. like that. Yeah, that's a good one. So, do you have a like a particular one in mind, or um, are you talking yeah, in general? Yeah, I've been meditating recently, and I've been getting different messages, and I guess I'm kind of sometimes I get confused on like who's actually is it your spirit guide or oh I see is it you or I get kind of well like sometimes I get a, a message that's pretty clear that might be my my spirit guide, but then. Um, then there seems to be like conversation going back and forth, and I get kind of mixed up. Well, that this is actually a, no. I think I know exactly what you mean, and I think both of yeah, us have probably yeah. heard people mention this a lot over the years, as well as experiencing it ourselves. One of the things in psychic development, the part one, what we really practice is to learn the difference between a knowing and a guess, and uh, chatter yeah. as opposed to real messages and mm -hmm. things like that. The thing is, is that we can't really know because in the act of looking to know, we are then missing the flow of what's going on. So my rule of thumb is I run it by my truth meter, my sense of does this have value for me? And if it does, it doesn't matter if it's in my subconscious mind, the mass conscious mind, if it's a spirit guide or God itself, um, as long as it feels like a truth to you. And I think that it orients you and gets you centered into your own core and lets you feel what's right for you. Because yeah. even back when I first started doing automatic writing, when I was 14 years old, mm -hmm. it came forward in uh, poetry at first. And I, I would say, is this really my subconscious mind? Or is what is this talking through me? Because I felt like I had to be afraid and protect myself or to monitor. But then when I entered into a state of trust with it, I said, I don't care. If the information is valuable to me, then that's all that's important. Yes, Brandy, part of what's going on here is the word certainty. You wish to have a certainty about this. And there are, as we were saying, there's your higher self, and your higher self has a higher self. And you go all the way to the exact center of creation. You're connected to this stuff. Now, the idea is that. Um, uh, there's a certain amount of understanding that we don't get in the way of education around here. And uh, what that is, what's missing there, is the idea that it is actually the doubtless decision is what renders this. Now, the word certainty cannot exist because no matter how certain you are, new information can come in. That's a factor in it. No matter how certain, new stuff can come in. Okay, now if the idea of the decision, the doubtless decision, the universe then proceeds to do something that would be rather contrary to the rules of physics, rather impossible by every way in which we think, yet nonetheless, the decision, now the decision is a result of a, a cross between a knowing and a passion, cross between mind and emotion, the place at which things drop into 3D. That's what you're looking for, this concept of being in charge of all this. And you know, uh, so once you get your um, footing uh, in 3D, we command far more of reality than we're ever led to believe. As a matter of fact, we're led to believe that we have no authority over reality whatsoever. Come on, that's reality, man. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no sometimes, I sometimes I'll have um, intrusive thoughts that kind of pop in. And I think my, 
I think it was my spirit guide, but I'm not really 100% sure. I think he was trying to say that that's caused by your ego. I guess you have yeah. your higher self and then your ego, which is, I guess, your everyday self. Yeah, the ego's job is to keep you separate from everything. Yeah. Yeah, well, also, it's fear, because fear is true, like, true. like if you, I just saw it for the first time in this way, and I think this is pretty profound. I, I was seeing fear, like, let's say, whatever that is, that chatter, that ongoing chatter, let's say fear never shuts up. It just says it over and over and over again. You're not good enough, you're not good enough, or whatever that is. And occasionally, we look over here, and we don't hear it, but then we come over here, and we hear it again. And often, people don't like to become still because then they hear it constantly. And really, if you work on fear and pain and old issues, that's why the mystery schools would teach to go the J-hook, start here, go down and up in order to ascend. You mm -hmm. have to go through your own fears. And even in the Bible, it talks about Christ going to the desert for 40 days and fighting his inner demons, essentially. Yeah, and so what inner demons really are are our fears and our fears about our value and our worth. Mm -hmm. And if you look at that chattering as my old friend fear mm -hmm. um, and become bigger than it and hold it on your lap as if it were a puppy, yeah. that chatter, then you're not tangling against an ego per se mm -hmm. because often when we look at this as a presence, an ego, a personality that has an intention to drive us crazy or to, to get us um, off our spiritual path, and make us materialistic or whatever it is we believe about the ego, then we are resisting it. And once you resist something, then it's got to, it's got to fight for its life. If you it just look somewhere else, it fades into the wave universe and out of the particle mm -hmm. universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and th that is uh, something that is part of the thrill ride called the Earth Incarnation. We do come here to master fear. Uh, the difference between fear and information is the level of frequency you're holding, the higher your frequency, the more clearly the fear just turns out to be information. And then there's um, what you're talking about is what we would call sub-channel static. Uh, in other words, um, uh, if something happened in your past, like you stubbed your toe on a chair, then every time you see a chair, <coughs> uh, part of your brain has the feeling that you're going to stub your toe, which is erroneous. It's not real information, but yet that just chair just set that thing off, an agro, agronym, a, a piece of distorted energy that's carried from the past that's going to keep you from clearly seeing what's going on. So you can just tell it to sit back and relax, because you're, you're, you're in charge of all this. It's not. The more, yeah, and that's, that's the kind of the fruit of the earth. Yeah. What we consider to be all these psychic things are actually decisions. They look like, ooh, you know, uh, uh, give me a good, uh, a good example of a psychic vision. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's a decision. Huh? Okay. And, and w once we give up the vocabulary word victim, once there are no victims, once everything is unbelievably perfectly choreographed between all human beings, um, very briefly, I was shot, so the guy that shot me wanted to have the experience of shooting someone. The guy that made the gun wanted the experience of making a gun. I, in that particular scenario, agreed to be the person shot. Everything, there was no victim involved in any shooting that ever was. Nobody that ever died was a victim. Everybody chose the event. 
and they chose the event because their incarnation was up and they were going to go home. And that's really what death is, going home. Nobody seems to comprehend this because of the mystery around uh, death. Yeah. yeah. So be in charge, man. That's what, that's what you got from this show. Just be um, one of the many things you got from this show. You can name anything else. But just you're in charge of your life. Act like it. That's the deal. That's the fruit of the million years of meditation we spend Well, and to here. not be afraid of the, the background chatter. Yeah. And don't even give it the power of calling it an ego. Just give yeah. it the power of a droning on voice that has no source. So and the only source... Ignore it, I guess you're saying? Huh? So you're the, saying ignore it, basically, the well, background noise? Well, or? there's a difference. I would say truly ignoring it, yes. Um, but if you look at it as not having a source, that it's a tape that's playing, going over and over, it's not a, an a, identity, it's not a personality that keeps thinking it and generating these thoughts, it's just a tape recorder. You're not going to pay attention to it. It's like the birds when they come in the spring. At first you hear them very loudly, then very short time later you don't hear the birds anymore. They can be out there doing all kinds of stuff and you just don't hear it because it's not threatening. They're not invasive. They're actually quite nice. They eat insects, so there's no flag for us. Well, if you look at the chattering voices that we all have in the background, and some are more equipped to hear it and others are not, but it's all there present for all of us all the time. And if you paid attention, you would see pretty much what your next life is going to be like and what your life is going to be like here because the chatter just keeps going. When you see it as non-threatening and there is no fear, and there is no resistance of it, it will be like the birds and it will fade away from your awareness. The more power you give it, the more it's going to stay. Yeah, exactly. I used to describe this to people 20 years ago, that it's like we are in a dark room and we have a miner's hat on and whatever you're looking at is going to be illuminated. If you don't want it to be illuminated, you don't stare at it and say, you terrible ego, you're a bad thing, I've got to resist you because we'll still have it illuminated. What we do is free ourselves in whatever way, which is usually trust, to look away from it. We illuminate something else and that fades back into the darkness. And there's more truth in that than meets the eye because mm -hmm. quantum physics is proving this to us, that what we place our attention on becomes into the particle, the real universe as we know it, and out of the wave universe. And if our attention's not on it, it fades into this other place. So that's how I would yeah. suggest, and that's what I would say take from yeah, this as far as... One of the messages I, I, I got was kind of when you listen to music, like sometimes when you listen to a record and, you, and listen to, like, say you're listening to an old record and it has a lot of pops, mm -hmm. static and pops, listen to the music and not yeah, the, exactly. the noise, the pops. That's very well static. put. Yeah, that is good. And one of the things I do, if there's a lot of noise around me, like airplanes or neighbors or whatever, and I'm going to sleep, is I focus on the sound of the silence within my ears. You know, if you go someplace that's completely silent, you hear this like sound in your ears. I call that the sound of silence. And so I look for that because it's ever present. It's present right now, even though mm -hmm. I'm speaking and you're hearing my voice, it's present. If you focus your attention, it goes like right in between your ears and um, you get into an incredible place of stillness. So that may work for the internal stuff as well. Yeah, we've said, you know, that early morning when the bird starts to chirp and it wakes you. We okay. had one at 2 a.m. the other night. What was up with that? 
when the bird chirps and wakes you up, okay, so you're upset with the bird for chirping, but the, the bird is doing what the bird is supposed to do. The chatter is doing what the chatter is supposed to do. What you're supposed to be doing is sleeping, but you're not sleeping. You're way too busy being upset with the bird doing his job. So, and you're mad at the bird for you not doing your job. So your job is to be sovereign of reality. And so don't be mad at the, the chirping noise in the background because it's its job to be a chirping noise in the background. And it's your job to be in charge of the creation of your life. And if we all just got that overnight, I'd be really happy because we'd be out of a job. But then again, this isn't the a job. This is great. volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, this is a totally volunteer studio. All of the uh, camera people who are now looking the at us. Control room people. Yeah. Are uh, so kind as to take their life force and come here and assist us to we bring this information the to the world. Thank you so much, everyone. Yeah. Every part of it. We are immensely and deeply grateful, and yeah. I love all of you. Mm -hmm. Gratitude is the way that works. Mm -hmm. All right. Randy, okay. thank well, thank you, you, Randy. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah, you. That was okay. very yeah. kind of you to call in and ask that. Okay. That was a very right. good question. We'd right. love to hear from you again. Well, okay. that, that is something that people ask all the time and that we actually um, go through and cover in meditation class um, or at the beginning of psychic development. And what's so fun, fun is to really start observing what you're thinking, what's going through your head right now. It is like a river of thought, of chatter that goes through your head, of old beliefs, old loop tapes. And what we're doing is most of the time very ill-equipped because we're not trained in this way mm -hmm. to go sort through all this bicycle floating by, trash, and all this in this river and sort through what's good for us to hear. And the more you say this is not necessary to see or hear, like we don't pay attention to something that's not threatening. So the less that is threatening you in your head or in your life, the quieter your mind's going to be. And I know, I understand stress. I've lived a life filled with it uh, more than probably most people would experience. And I know what it's like to have that be in the forefront, to get your mind all active. And I would say I have a more active mind than most people. And so it is possible to get to a place where you can hear the other stuff in there, which I think is a good, yeah, good to know. That's an excellent because not type. everybody is, is uh, like you that can block these things out in such a way. So just let just yeah, to let everybody know there is human. there is a um, yeah that's an excellent entering the void entering uh, practice daily more than daily many times a day just practice turning off everything just where you can just sit there and not have your brain switched on and you go to a, a magical place where there's a far greater aptitude for creation than we have with all of the uh, See, the brain runs apparently nonstop from the day you're born till the day you die. Well, this is not necessarily true. You can educate yourself well enough to switch your brain off. And uh, this is done, there's been many, 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 many teachers that have had uh, all very interesting variations on how exactly you do this. Uh, for myself, I can, I can do it at this point automatically, uh, which would keep me from talking because everything's switched off, but uh, in the, at the beginning of it, you just uh, allow and accept and you surrender to the idea that you don't have to have anything going on in your mind. And that so frightens us to such a deep level <coughs> that we immediately go, oh boy, that's frightening to a deep level. Boy, oh, damn, I'm thinking again. 
No, wait, it doesn't have to be like that. You can just allow it to shut off. You don't actually have to think anything. I so look forward to the points in the meditation where I just stop thinking because it opens. I cannot exactly explain the vista. It opens. Uh, it appears like it's very deep space. It appears um, uh, you appear not having a form. We're so used to being in a form. We're obsessed with our form. We're obsessed with this density that's 3D. No, no, let's be obsessed with being less obsessed. Ah, again, cynical depression. Nonetheless, it is entirely possible to just allow yourself to go void of course, to enter the no thing. It, it can be done. I do it twice a day at least. And I look forward to moments where, and all that has to happen is the noise reaches a certain level at this point in my head. The noise reaches that level and it automatically says, how did you people get in here? Everybody leave. Mm. Well, I think that, uh, you know, that's wonderful. And I, I know that a lot of people work to get there. Yeah, yeah, and, it um, is. It is something uh, to do. I know create. You, you have said in the past that if there was nothing going on in your head, you reach nirvana. Yeah. Well, I, I think that we do get to the place not so much Maybe we never get to the place where there is nothing going on in your head, but perhaps we do get to the place where everything going on in your head is non-threatening and non-important to the point where it becomes unheard to you. Mm -hmm. And that's the real void. That's the yeah. real silence. It's not forcing it out of your head. It's not screaming at these things, shining your, your miner's cap on everything. You can't. And, and here we get back to the concept of resistance. Anything that you're going to resist, you're going to have to build a wall up to protect yourself. And that requires maintenance. You have to pay little policemen to guard the borders and make sandwiches for them. And it gets very convoluted. If you have no place of fear in your head, that's when the true silence comes. So I, I would recommend everybody to look for that silence in their ears. Yeah. And I, for many years, I would do the meditation on the show, but which we'll start doing meditations again. But if you go to Meditation Break, um, on iTunes, there are some meditations. One is where uh, all the bowls are being played at one time, which is a real cosmic sound if you listen to it with headphones. You can feel your brain expanding and relaxing and letting go of some of those um, frequency thoughts that aren't all that pleasant. And then there's one called the silence meditation where it tells you to create a, a zone of silence around yourself. I remember many years ago suggesting to step into your silence, and we, um, and you had some really profound experiences from that, and and since then as well. And when you find your silence, what you're really doing is creating a buffer or this transmutational field around yourself between you and what's going on in your life, and then anything that comes to you gets filtered through the silence, and you don't react, but it it lands in your lap as what it truly is. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, we do, in fact, um, practice to get to this point. I absolutely agree. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what words you use to get there, but it's the idea that you don't have to think, that you can be in charge of things enough not have to have to think. Yes, we have a call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Uh, Evan calling. Evan, hey, Evan. hey how are you doing, man? All right, I, I just wanted to call, actually, just to thank you for your book, The Language Codes. Oh, thank you for saying so. That changes the way I could, uh, bring up a couple of clips for you, such as uh, 
when someone says I'm offended, I just generally say back, uh, I'm offended that you're offended. Just a good, just a good <laughs> quick You're offended, I'm offended? Offended. Oh. Yeah, if they say you're, if I'm offended, you just say that's back. That's an excellent code. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's and, very well done. And the other thing is uh, wants and needs to uh, differentiate between the two. I would say when uh, someone says, do you want kids as opposed to need kids, I would put in, I would put kids in uh, a want but I don't I need kids to fulfill my life. Yeah. So I, I think want and needs are great, uh, great words to differentiate because mm -hmm. sometimes I think they get mixed in. Yeah. But that's all I was saying in, in our Georgia show as always. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Yeah. 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 Great. There is a, a shade of difference between the two. The I think want there's a huge difference. I'm kind of agreeing with. Okay. Well, go ahead. I mean, we can both have opinions. It's okay. Uh, you don't have to, like, lay down or anything. I'm just saying I, I'm agreeing with Evan. I, this is a conversation, I thought. Um, yes, okay. So the need separates you from it. Want separates you from it in time. Want is always future set. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I can, I okay, can see. Okay, that's the differentiation well, I, I, think I have that, between the two. Well, he, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that that's very well illustrated, especially in your book and, and everything. And uh, I thought Evan was bringing up a very good point. Yes, yes. In, well, I'll tell you what, what I'm thinking here. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that if I'm making a declaration like I want X, Y, or Z, I do agree that that separates you. But when we are saying I want this or I want that, it really is interchangeable with the word desire or would like to create or love or yes, whatever. that's true. And all of us use want. That's one thing that, that I have found that everybody that does the language codes, there hasn't really been a replacement there. And one of the things when I was um, uh, hi, uh, highly suggesting that you write the hidden language codes because so many people were saying, well, what are some replacements? Because there are some thoughts or some things that yeah, we do can, uh, that are left with a yeah, gap. Right. And at any rate, um, I would say want is a good thing um, because it really does have two uses and mm -hmm. two meanings. And then mm -hmm. one, it's a way to put it in a receptacle that's not a need-based thing. Yeah. And the other, it is a disempowering thing. Well, the idea of replacing these functional words with other words uh, is not exactly what I was talking about. Well, a higher form, of, like a higher Yeah, definitely purpose. a higher form of it. But the idea, in general, if we do not ever say the word need, then there are no needs. Okay. You understand what I'm saying, I believe. I, I understand. Yeah, so if and you lead a life of doubtlessness, doubtless love, doubtless decision, the idea of being able to be in command of things, okay, you, uh, when they say need-to-know basis, you've been separated from, there's no need to know. That's a ridiculous concept, at least the way I think. And I'm not asking anyone to think the way I think. I'm just saying I have trained my brain that there are certain words that flag certain responses. Well, I understand, and I have too, and thanks, yeah. thanks for the, your body of work. And I've always said that there isn't really any other book out there like your language codes books. Um, I feel that... Oh, just thanks, Evan, by the way. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. You feel? I don't remember. I, I thought okay. something else was going on. I no, no, I was just, uh, yeah. No, the, this is, uh, the, we, by speaking, we give it a, a birth, a body, an essence, a... Which is the brilliant part of this. Right. I think that one thing is that 
as much as and as powerful as our words are, yeah. this is, um, when I met you, I was working on a book called The Language of Personal Power, and it wasn't about the words per se, uh -huh. but what I was talking about was the current or the carrier wave that our words ride upon. That's why mm -hmm. you can look at a dog and say, I love you, and shout it at the dog, and the dog will feel like you're yelling at it, and you could say, I hate you, I hate you, and the dog will come over to you, Mm -hmm. Because there is an energy that we fund our yeah, words with yeah. in that there are so many frequency bands of communication that we deliver, not just in our body language, but in the silence and in the, in the cadence of our words and in the forcefulness. And, and, it, and it shows how much we believe in what we're saying. There are a lot of things. And I think that this could just be taken to so many different levels. Oh, yeah. And yeah. in my opening of the throat chakra class, I always thought... Um, it would be fun to teach that alongside you teaching the language codes mm -hmm. because the carrier wave and then the words, they were pretty, yeah. pretty uh, intense, you know? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, so they're both definitely factors in the whole thing, mm -hmm. absolutely. And then, um, you know, the, the particular, uh, this is uh, one of the new paintings. This is, um, I did this series, I don't know if anyone's quite aware of the idea of uh, graffiti on walls. And rather than uh, taking a bunch of uh, paint cans and a bandolero and rappelling down the side of a building uh, to paint things, I thought, oh, gee, I will just make my own brick wall and then I can put anything on it I want. So here's the sunrise. And there the sun, I guess this is a sunset now, but nonetheless. Uh, there we go. A little more. There we go. Okay. So that's the flare of the corona as the sun is just rising above the uh, uh, sunrise. Anyhow, this is just uh, beautiful colors. And uh, the stars in the background happen to be the seven sisters, the Pleiades, uh, which is, uh, and a lot of my work has um, rendering of what uh, the Pleiades look like from the planet Earth uh, in the background which I don't expect anyone particularly to know. So anyhow, this will be uh, on the uh, Fine Art in America probably in a short while. That could be why the... Uh, anyhow, that's a rendering of the Pleiades there, those particular stars. Excellent, yeah. Mm. So It's very lovely. Mm -hmm. And I think we, before we get into another topic, we'll... Uh, wait for the other painting. Well, just uh, by the way, this is an open forum and you're invited to a call in with any question mm -hmm. you might have. So think of your question and give us a call in a moment. And as soon as the other painting goes up, uh, paintings are a very interesting thing to me as an artist. Um, uh, I get caught in the paint. I have the idea of the painting. Then generally I either write a, a paragraph to describe the painting or I do a really quick sketch in a particular sketchbook that I have that's for the quick sketches. And then um, somewhere the decision occurs to uh, do the painting, so I set up the, the easel and pencil sketch it and then do it. So uh, this particular image, uh, I woke up with the sentence, a paintbrush as a snake, that was the sentence. Okay, and by the time it was rendered into a painting, voila, there it is. Okay, so this is a paintbrush 
that's of course giving off the rainbow, the colors we see in the spectrum at this point, which is 2013. Uh, and then the uh, red and green, uh, the copper fittings on the brush, and the whole thing, uh, just the shape in it, and then the shape back again of the color coming off it is just a symphony, in this case of colors, but uh, this is the concept. Uh, this is um, to be adored, this particular painting. I believe this one is available for uh, prints. Will be. I, this I, is I thought I already did that one. No? I think I have to get the okay. uh, things squared a little better. I've been uh, feverishly doing so many, putting Thank your you. stuff up on so many different places. It's yeah, may or maybe may not I'm, be, but maybe it'll be in there before long, one way They're very or lovely. Another. Yeah. Very lovely. And the Choku Ray also is coming up. Yep. So a I lot of the paintings you've seen on the show will be available on the site, uh, especially if I had presence of mind to take pictures of them before they went. But nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So again, so give us a call in. What is it you would like to know? We would be very happy <coughs> to um, bestow with just whatever knowledge we have. A, between us, we have an unbelievable body of knowledge on any of these subjects. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Um, hi, my name's Chris. Chris, hey. Hey. Hi. Um, my question's for Neville. Um, a, while, a while back, I read on your website that um, after you were shot, you started seeing people in their past lives. Right. And I was just curious, as when you do past life regressions with people, yeah. how does that session go? I mean, do you see people in their actual past lives, um, or if you could just walk us through that, um, and I'll hang up and listen on the TV, okay? Sure. Thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you for calling. This is a, a lovely question. Uh, in general, we take the person, the, the whole principle of past lives is really quite simple. Whatever's going on in your life, whatever decisions you are making now, Let's say you're deciding whether or not to marry someone or just whatever that is, take a job. You're making a decision. Well, this is not the first time your soul has set this thing up. Uh, and so when you go into the past life, you get to see a particular lifetime where you were with the same job or the same person or the same whatever that is. Okay, and then you see how it played out in the past life. All right. Now, that gives you an unbelievable amount of information on making your decision in this lifetime. Our life is a <clears throat> um, stream, a river of decisions. If we make this decision, the river goes one way. If we make that decision, it goes another way. Uh, and so you go and see a, a decision at a change point in your past. Oh, that didn't work that, or that worked well, which led to this, and that's where we could have put another uh, decision in place. So you get the beauty of the past life is you go all the way through the past life to the very last day of the past life. And then you, you, in that last day, you get to look back on the decisions made and how it is you ended up where you were. So if I do that, um, you know, having been shot, so I, I could have at that point and did many years ago, figure out exactly how I got my life steered to the point where I was shot, which, and this is not the first time, that my life was ended. Uh, 
prematurely, but it didn't end prematurely this time, so now it can end maturely. Not that it ever does. Yeah, and that's true. You can never have your life cut short. You always go to the end. It doesn't matter how long that takes, a day, a year, a hundred years. It doesn't make any difference. Everybody comes and does exactly what it is they have decided they will do. Uh, it gives you a very deep insight into what's going on. What amuses me is to take people between the lives where you're seeing who you are as part of the soul group you incarnated with and what roles everybody agreed to play. When I meet the guy that shot me, it won't be, hey, you shot me, it'll be, dude, oh, thank you so much for playing that role. Boy, that was very noble of you to play that role because I woke up with an unbelievable life. Thank you, I love you for having shot me. Love it, absolutely. I have the feeling that we're about to take the, uh, that the duck is on its way. The duck wins its way. We have a lot of body language going on for the duck at the moment. Evidently not. So we'll, oh, there's the duck. Okay. There's the duck. And here's Sean, our duck dangler extraordinaire. Here's the duck per se. Oh, a duck dive. Da 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 duck dive. I got understanding. I can't understand that. Oh, I got education and abundance. And there is abundance of education. And that would be a whole show topic is how, how well, I've, I've wished to do this for uh, quite some time now. Um, so um, perhaps I can uh, convince or. Let's do that. Um, convince you to do it as well. The title? I thought it would be a very good idea for a long time because there is so much out there. You can look at anything, anywhere, and sometimes it's people's own take on a, a particular thing. Sometimes it's been a lot of research into it. Sometimes, but it can be very conflicting. In other words, and I think if I was starting my spiritual journey now rather than years and years ago, it would be very, very different. But I. I I think uh, doing a Between Lives would be very valuable because I actually remember Between Lives, as you yeah, know yeah. and as, a, as the viewers know. And I was born remembering my past lives, and there's so much that you can get from that. Mm -hmm. And I believe we all are born remembering our past lives. It's just that some people forget, and um, it's, it's very fascinating. We've had many people over the years that have found them themselves in that past life. You know, oh, documentation yeah. and such. Both of us have um, seen this many times, so mm -hmm. I, I highly recommend doing a regression because it's good Thank stuff. Thank you. Yeah. So we have our caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, Neville and Mary. This is Jane calling, and uh, I just wanted to say I really admire how you guys always seem to have it so together. And so I Thank was you. wondering what advice you can give me to help me with my fear because I'm moving to a new town by myself after being in one place with one person for many years. So I'll hang up and, and listen off the air. Okay. Thank you. Great. Great question. Well, one of the first things is that everything is in divine order no matter what we do. There's no way around it. Uh, a second concept in there would be to search to find the place that you made the decision that brought this reality into 3D. And, um, well, I remember when I left a particular job and went to a new job, and I had a lot of that fear, of course not to the same extent of moving into a new city all by myself, although I have done that as well. Um, 
I remember writing in like my journal that day at lunch at the job and I was noting that I feel very scared, not scared, scared, but I was nervous. It was a completely different type of work than I had ever done before. And I, a lot of pressure was on me. And I didn't know anybody there. And I remember writing that in my journal. And at the end of it, I realized, but one day, pretty soon, I'm going to look back on this as a very, very exciting time in my life. And I did. And so what I would do is maybe commune with your future self that will oh, look back yeah. on this as one of the best decisions you ever made and your life is going to take beautiful turns. Change is our greatest friend and our worst enemy at the same time. We fear it, but then if we don't have it, we're bored, we're crazy, we do anything to get out of what we're stuck in. Mm -hmm. So look at change as being your friend and that really all change everywhere we go is always leading us to a greater us and that you will look back on this and say, boy, I can map my life from the moment that I made this move and mm -hmm. everything turns different. And I think you're going to have so much joy that you'll look back and say, oh, it, it, should, it, it could have happened sooner in my book. Mm -hmm. but, but just remember that. That might be very useful. Look at yeah. it as uh, your future self sitting in your secure future, and you're looking in hindsight where everything turned out OK, mm -hmm. and, and that'll be very fun. Yes, everything that happens is on your side. There are no exceptions to that. The sooner you can get to that conclusion, everything that happens is on your side, the easier the flight path is. And if that's a mantra or if that's a flag or that's a, a standby thought in any given situation, uh, another one that's coupled to it very, very closely is that everything that happens in my life is my idea. So it might help you a lot to realize that it's your idea to move to this place. And we've said many times on the show, please replace the word future with the word trust. Understand that it's, it's going to be what it's supposed to be. There are no exceptions to that. Even the moment of uh, uh, passing turns out to be the greatest joy imaginable. Everything is on your side. This is the way it all works. So this is, we're good. Okay. Mm -hmm. We have another caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, it's Victoria. Victoria. How are both of you doing? I haven't good. Spoke with you in, spoken with you in a while. Yeah, oh, this well, is good to hear yeah, from you. Yeah. Um, uh, Mary, can I have a reading? And I'll hang up and I thank you ahead of time for doing this for me. Thank you so much. Oh, I just sure. wanted to know what was coming. Um, I've been shifting a lot and doing a lot of internal work. And um, I've, I'm really proud of myself. Yay. But, um, so I'm ready for the big changes. So I'll, I'll say goodbye. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, thank mm. you. Thank you. All right. Well, I left my Osho at home, and I'm not going to make that joke again by that mistake I made many years ago. I left my, anyway, it was a rhyme. Uh, the first card is trust. And I, I think that that has a lot to do with what we're talking about. This little child opens up and, and uh, exposes the heart. Uh, there's a line in a Billy Joel song, and I know I'm not saying it correctly because so many people have emailed me over the years, but it's something to the effect of, <clears throat> I'll say everything and walk away a fool or a king. And really, the fool that, that says everything is the king, and the king that holds everything in is really the fool. Mm -hmm. So this is a time to open up and trust and take that step. And what you'll find is you'll see your truth. This person is standing in front of the mirror, and the reflection is an angel. And on the ground are these articles of clothing, which represent our old identities and everything. And that you're coming to a new... A new um, 
knowledge of who you really are and the feedback is going to start coming into your life, the feedback of who you really are. You may have held it in here and it may have been seen to a certain extent, but I think it's going to be seen much, much greater now. Now this, this is called take the high road and sometimes it looks like the high road is lonely and that it's just you and your walking stick and then your spirit guides the birds telling you where to go. But I tell you, that's really where we are at internally anyway. Nobody can go in there with us. So I think that sometimes this might involve leaving people behind that, um, that aren't serving you anymore. And it's not that there's anything wrong with them or that anybody's better than anybody. It's just they're not on your path right now. And then the last card is from the chakra affirmation cards. And it simply says, I trust myself. And it's the base chakra. And so this is about saying, uh, I trust myself, and that is your affirmation for the, this moment. So we've got trust, truth, and um, trust, truth, and then this also says trust. So it's a big time of trust. And that was the message in general. Please think of the future as trust. Mm -hmm. It's a very different way. I love those images. I love the trust card that was so inspiring somehow. Well, to consider look at. I drew all those with, with um, like a Photoshop from like 1942 that yeah. all of them were like little squares and I couldn't really do curvy lines. And it then I, really they, I couldn't across. get them back into the um, CMYK for the printer. They, I mm -hmm. they didn't come out too bad. Yeah. But the messages I think are very deep and mm -hmm. cover a lot of territory yeah. there. In case one doesn't know, these three decks were created by Mary. Mm -hmm. So and they work very well. And there's a fourth one coming soon, and mm -hmm. you can get to them off the website. We have yeah. another call. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Edith. Edith, how hey. are you? Good. I'd just like to say hello to Jane that called before, and ah. I'd like a reading from Mary, and I'll hang up. Thanks. Sounds okay. great. All right. All right. And we will do the same thing for Edith and let's see what we get and I will pull an affirmation for her as well. All right and the first card we get here is receiving and I, the, the, how this card came to me is one time I saw somebody praying for something and they had their hands together like this and I thought well that's a very closed position for prayer. So I held my hands out like like this like the person's doing in the picture out like that and I realized that that is something that they do a lot in paintings from India, mm -hmm. you know, deities praying, and that that is a, a position of receiving. So this card says that whatever it is that we block from us, whether it's love, recognition, respect, whatever that may be, it doesn't have to be money, it doesn't have to be anything like that, that now's the time to open your hands and receive it. And the family, you can see this little picnic setting and everybody there, the family that we have came to us for a reason, that we are all so eager to get away from our family and our biology, not everybody, but there are a lot of people that are. And I would say that whether it's your biological family or your coworkers or whatever, that every single person in your life is there for a reason. And don't be um, like, like all of us, and I'm doing this generically, like for all of us, we often are very ready to say, this isn't right for me, let me get away from it what would be better serving is if we say, what, why is this person and why is this circumstance in my life? And that's where you start getting some traction. And with that being said, maybe looking at why certain people and things are in your life, that that's going to then open the door. 
that open to the door to your power. That yellow light of your power is when we are no longer resisting anything in our life. That's when the power comes. And your affirmation is the throat chakra. And it says, I hear the messages in all situations. Well, boy, that was exactly kind of what summarized everything that we were saying there. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Yeah. Hi. OK. All right. So anyhow, we're going to be at a Ruby Tuesday shortly, especially if this is Thursday night, the 16th. By the way, today is two Ben in the Dream Spell Mayan, uh, which is very interesting, as we are both Ben. And the, the two represents the influence of the moon, the receptive end of things, which it does, tell, yeah, it does tell the story today. Managing it. Um, I, I would just uh, say that I have scheduled the Minor Arcana class for this coming Sunday, if anybody's interested. Mm -hmm. And we have the bowls this Saturday, which are pretty powerful. And we'll be doing the tuning forks that we had on the show the week before last, last week that mm -hmm. I was on, the sol solfeggio, uh, ancient solfeggio scale. Excellent. So. Yeah. Um, what else have we been doing? Uh, the paintings, what it seems more. Anyway, go check out the website. There is a lot there. You can play with all my decks. Uh, you can also look at uh, the assortment of prints. And there's going to be more mm -hmm. products that you can get Neville's artwork on. And um, Yeah, excellent. Yeah, and various things like that. And please busy, tell busy. people about Telepathic TV. And maybe tell people about some of the things that you've learned on the show. Because we've been doing yeah. this a long time. And it's good to know that somebody actually hears us and gets it. And, and, and says and shares telepathic TV with their friends because it's not like we have this huge marketing budget. So if you have, have gained, and budget. I do believe you have because whether people are at a place they can hear us or not, what we talk about is down to earth, basic, simple, being happy yeah, and how to incorporate logical. it with your spirit. Yeah. So it's not way out there. It's far less out there than most religions are. Oh, by all means, yeah. So and the, it's not cruel, yeah, <laughs> like some of the religions the are. The point of our program is to render the human race more advanced than we are. That mm -hmm. is the object on this program. So if you inform other people, you know, every day we talk about the unadvanced. In general, we humans talk about the unadvanced. The guy cut me off. The guy didn't hear. The guy did this. The guy did that. Okay, so if you really want to get even with these people, if you really want to do something about that, spread the word on telepathic TV because we do nothing but we, we've taught, please recognize everything as love. And each show is individually how to recognize love in yet another of its myriad of disguises. Why would love be so disguised like that all the time? To make us search for it. And that's the real reason for that. And like us on Facebook and yeah. you know, post us on your page if, if you mm -hmm. like this as one of your favorite TV shows. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. We, ne we never ask for that. We ne never ask for donations to pay for all the stuff that we do. We don't do any of that. We post it everywhere at our own expense and all volunteers. So if you could do that, that would be lovely if you gain something yeah. from the show. And then, and what you gain by doing that is living in a world that is more <laughs> conscious. That's what you gain from that. That's really worth the payoff. That's true. Yeah, that's all we came here to do was to get people to become more conscious, more aware. And and it was our joy and honor to do that this evening. So thank you for yeah, joining us. Yeah, and thank you very much. We appreciate your existence.
Indeed. Indeed we do. And in word. Okay. And so in thought. Four, three, and two, and one. See you next week. Thank you.